0: Hello monetization nation. Today I am pleased to be joined by Lori A. Manns. She's the president of Quality Media Consulting Group, which is a consulting firm specializing in advertising, marketing, and sales solutions for optimal business growth. She is a marketing and sales expert with extensive experience in the media industry. Thank you so much for joining us today, Lori.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Can we start off by having you share with us something that you are super passionate about?
1: I am super passionate about helping purpose-driven entrepreneurs to use their expertise and their skills and talents to monetize their brand so that they can make a bigger impact in the world and of course, increase their income.
0: I love it. I, I share that passion. Yes. Can you share with us your journey, your your story to become an expert in marketing and sales and, and media?
1: Yeah, sure. Well, I started out in entrepreneurship in 2009 after being downsized from my corporate job. It was a six-figure job, and I was um, working for a radio station group here in the Atlanta area. And after that, I decided that I wanted to take my career and my future into my own hands and start my own business. So the only issue with that was I didn't know anything about entrepreneurship and I didn't know anything about starting my own business or what to look out for, or even how to get started. I just figured it out as I went along. So, um, that was something that was really challenging and rewarding at the same time, but I wouldn't change a thing.
0: The word that comes to my mind as you're saying, this is empowering, right? So many entrepreneurs started their journey because they let go, got let go from something, right? Some door closed for them somewhere and they chose to turn that door closing into The right door opening and they empower themselves to create something amazing, which is what you did here. And you're being very modest. You've had a tremendous amount of, of success in, in what you've done. Can you tell us about the biggest home run that you've hit in your career?
1: If I had to say the biggest home run, um, it would probably be the home runs that I help my clients achieve. And I wouldn't be able to single it out to just one because I feel like anytime I help an entrepreneur or a business owner to achieve success in their business, then it's a home run for me. But as far as what I've been able to accomplish, uh, I'm very proud of working with um, corporations in my business and helping them with, marketing strategy and marketing communications plans that help them move the needle and increase their brand footprint and their sales as well. And I'm very proud of also um, publishing a book that, you know, was a long time making. It was a goal of mine for a decade before I finally did it. And um, so I'm, I'm very proud of that. And I'm also proud of just being um, a speaker and being able to share my story on different stages across the United States.
0: What is the biggest failure or mistake you've had in your career and what did you learn from it?
1: I would say the biggest mistake that I've made is doubting myself and Believing the things that would um, cause me to not step out and be my authentic self, and falling prey to the imposter syndrome, and really not stepping into my power. So that was my biggest mistake as an entrepreneur because, you know, entrepreneurship takes courage and bravery. Definitely. And um, if you don't have that courage and bravery, then you're subject to, you know, make a lot of mistakes, not be willing to take risks, and um, just you won't survive really. And so that was one big mistake that I made and not believing in myself. Uh, it affected me in more ways than one. And one was not charging enough for my services when yes. I began. Very common mistake. When I first started, um, helping people who didn't want to pay, you know, mm-hmm. and falling prey to the, Oh, can I take you to lunch and pick your brain? And, you know, realizing that that was not a, a good way to do business. Um, and then it, another thing was not protecting uh, my intellectual property in the beginning, not realizing that if I create something, uh, I need to protect it because uh, there are people who are not creative and are not innovative who prey on people who are. And um, so those are some of the things that I would consider to be mistakes early on in my business and, and my entrepreneurial journey
0: that's a really good answer. Let's talk about a few of those things really quick and what the solutions are. So not pull, not protecting your intellectual property. Some of the solutions there are make sure you file trademarks, make sure you get the domain name, um, make Making sure you file copyright. copyrights. Yep. Um, any, any other advice there?
1: Um, I would also just, just say to, to make sure you protect your digital um, products and services as well as your um, yes trainings and all of that. Um, and, you know, you don't really think about that when you're creating something to try to help people. You don't think that somebody else would want to take it and use it as their own, but um, people do that. And so um, it's it happens
0: just- all the time, not just occasionally. That You just need to expect that's going to happen. And One of the secrets with video is you make sure to put your watermark on all of the videos, then it's real easy to prove. Otherwise, when people rip your videos and put them for free downloads on their website, it's, it's really hard to prove what belongs to you and what belongs to them.
1: You know something? Uh, that's a great idea because I did not think about the watermark for videos. I didn't, that never even dawned on me until this That's very- a
0: really common problem because there's lots of websites, you know, dark web stuff where, where people just go take everybody else's paid video and they download it, make it available for free for people. And it's, it's a nightmare to even find out who the person is, let alone get it taken down from those free places.
1: Wow. Well, you just told me something there that I did not know. <laughs> Thank <Yeah>. you.
0: <laughs> I'm actually really curious about this book. I have not read this book yet. Divine Downloads, Loreology, 33 Lessons on Life, Love, and Leadership. Can you share with us a few of your favorite lessons from that book?
1: Um, Well, I'll share this one about life and it is love yourself. And in order to love anyone in your life, you have to first love yourself. And um, as a spiritual woman, I believe that we have to first, of course, love God and he is the creator. But I believe that if you don't love yourself, it's impossible for you to love anyone else because it starts with inside. Like if you have love inside, then that's how you're able to give it to another person. And if you give yourself grace and forgiveness when you make a mistake or you mess up, then that's easy for you to do when someone else makes a mistake or when they mess up. you know, able to forgive them and to love them through their growth period or through any areas of their life that they need to improve. Because all of us are human. We all make mistakes. And as long as you're willing to admit to your mistakes and and your faults and continue to grow through them and develop as a um, individual, then, you know, you're able to, Honor that growth and development in someone else and give them grace and uh, forgiveness if they happen to um, fall short. So you have to love yourself. That's first.
0: I love it. And and I love the converse of that too. Um, So many of us are so quick to give other people grace and forgiveness, but then we don't give ourselves grace right yes. we're harder on ourselves than we are on other people we're we're harder on ourselves than god is on us right god yeah. is going to give us grace and love and if we're being harder on ourselves than than god is we know that our standard is is wrong
1: right exactly and i had to learn that in my business as well because i would be so hard on myself when i started out you know making mistakes and wasting money and um wasting time and i had to just you know be gentle with myself that hey look you're figuring this out as you go along you didn't know how to do this but you decided that you wanted to go for it so take it easy on yourself you you're gonna get through this so yeah yeah you have to you have to be kind to yourself first and treat yourself well so that other people will know how to treat you.
0: All right. Can you share with us one more lesson from that book?
1: Here's one. Go bucket list crazy.
0: (laughs) What does that mean to you?
1: So I loved the movie, um, bucket list and, um, it was a very unlikely movie for a woman uh, my age at the time to like because it was about two old guys, right, who were about to die and they wanted to, you know, experience life before they kicked the bucket. And so, going bucketless crazy to me means taking the time to enjoy your life and to experience life and to create memories with people that you love and care about and to do things that are going to be passionate for you, that are going to light your soul on fire, that are going to make you smile so much and so hard until your cheeks hurt and make (laughs) you laugh so much until your belly hurts. And you're just going to be so enthusiastic about that life changing event that it's gonna be something that you'll remember for the rest of your life and something that you treasure. And so I believe that life is a series of memories that we create for ourselves. And the more things that you put on your list of things that you wanna do or you wanna experience before you actually kick the bucket, the better. So I think you should go bucket list crazy create a life of your dreams and try to enjoy yourself as much as you possibly can by creating memorable moments.
0: I love that. I have a date with my wife tonight. And and I, we've, we don't have a bucket list and I, I can't believe we haven't made one, but I think I'm going to do that tonight with my wife. That is such a good idea.
1: Yeah. Things that totally light you up, that make you feel you know, just giddy and kid-like, you know, ha- I and mean, can you imagine like how kids feel? When kids are really happy, they just laugh from the belly and they yeah. laugh so, it's so infectious and it's so freeing, you know, just to have a good time doing whatever that is that you enjoy, whether you do it by yourself, but doing it with someone else makes it so much more memorable and meaningful because we are meant to enjoy life with other people. So- I think if you create memories, um, you know, that light you up inside, then, then you'll have that time to say, "Hun, remember when we did so-and-so? And even if things are, you know, hard right then and there, you can go back to that time in your mind where you were just excited and fulfilled and happy, and then you can, you know, treasure that until the next bucket list moment you have.
0: On your website, you have an ebook with a topic that I love. It's a topic that I have not covered with any guest on this show yet. And it's the concept of how to get sponsors. Okay, Can you talk a little bit about the main theme of that book? What kind of sponsorships are you talking about here?
1: I'm talking about corporate sponsorships that are going to reflect having a partnership with a corporation wherein they pay you to be associated with your brand or your company.
0: Okay. So so someone who might uh, sponsor, like, like the naming rights on a stadium or the, the naming rights at a, at a conference, um, yeah. to, you know, sponsor an event. Can you give me some other examples of the types of sponsorships you're referring to?
1: So there's so many uh, type of um, sponsorships. You, you mentioned one that is the, the corporate and the naming rights, right? So then you have marketing sponsorships. And marketing sponsorships are basically when a company um, or corporation pays another entity so that they can be associated with a product, an event, or some uh, entity where they also have association and there are um, so many different examples and and one of which would be you know let's just say a podcast and there are uh, so many different podcasts out there and say for example we might have a podcast about finances and so that podcast host would be able to go to a financial institution and ask them to be a sponsor and that would be a marketing sponsorship because that podcast host would be marketing that corporation on their podcast and giving them certain assets that would benefit the sponsor as well as the sponsor would in kind give the company the company who was doing the podcast benefits as well. And so it's actually an exchange and a partnership where either monetary funds are exchanged or in-kind sponsorships. That's another one Yep. where, for example, they might give you product to display, you know, as opposed to giving you cash.
0: What other benefits would a business see from doing these types of sponsorships?
1: The biggest benefit is uh, brand awareness and brand equity. So a corporation already has brand awareness, right? They're already well-known. They're already established in the marketplace. Um, for example, you know, if um, McDonald's or Walmart or Apple or Amazon were to sponsor something, they don't need brand awareness. They already have it but whoever they are sponsoring, they probably are lending their brand awareness to that company, right? So they are actually giving you brand equity. And by that, I simply mean, if your brand is not known, if your brand is not easily recognizable and you partner with a company Fortune 500 company that is well known, they're helping you with brand awareness when they sponsor your product or service or your company. So that's a big uh, benefit. The other benefit is that you're able to tap into their audience, right? Their target audience, and they're able to tap into yours. So with that shared partnership and sponsorship, they're able to reach your audience because they're they're not needing you to help them with any type of exposure, but what they want is brand loyalty. So the corporation is looking for brand loyalty with the target market they already have. And with the new target market that they're trying to get, they want brand loyalty with them too. So you're able to give them brand loyalty and then they're able to give you brand equity and credibility. So those are the things that come into play when you start talking about sponsorships and the benefits therein.
0: Uh, what are the top reasons why businesses are not getting sponsors?
1: What are the top reasons why business are not businesses are not getting sponsorship is because they have failed to identify the synergy between what they do and what the corporation does. What is the Alignment between what your mission and vision and goals are and what the companies Who you want to sponsor you what their mission vision and goals are and if you're not able to find the alignment between those two things and how to make Your story make sense to the corporation Then that is a big reason why you would not get any sponsorship dollars because you have to identify and be willing to show a story that shows synergistic alignment as to, here's what we've noticed that your company is doing, and here's how what we're doing is going to benefit what you guys are already doing.
0: So going back to the previous question where you say, we talked kind of about how sponsors can help us. <clears throat> to summarize that and going back to your book, the three main ways that sponsors can help us is They can give us credibility, they can give us cash flow, and they can give us connections. Is that a a good way to summarize that?
1: Yeah, because sponsors have, just think about it, most major corporations that are Fortune 500 or Fortune 1000, they have a couple thousand people working for them, if not tens of thousands. And so just in their organization alone, they, have at least 10,000 people working for them. Well, when you multiply that by all the people that they reach their consumer base, they have an enormous amount of connections. And then when you think about the fact that they have suppliers, you know, they have a whole supply chain that they tap into. So they have an entire network of people that they do business with as well. So they have a host of connections that if you had a partnership with them that they could then introduce you to the companies that are in their supply chain who could then benefit you as well. So um, that's just one way that, um, you know, with the connections, but with the cash flow, what could be better than having a company pay you, you know, anywhere from five to $50,000, just as an example, to sponsor? your business or to sponsor your organization or to sponsor your event or to sponsor, whatever it's money that you don't have to pay back. It's not a business loan. It's a sponsorship. And in exchange for that money, you're going to agree to do certain things that are going to help that company as well. So that's how it turns into a sponsorship slash partnership. And so, that cash flow is an infusion into your business. And all you have to do is perform. You know, all you have to do is facilitate the agreement and uh, make sure that you do everything that is included in that sponsorship proposal. And boom, you have a a check of, of money that you don't have to pay back. And that's revenue in your business that's gonna help you get to that next level, especially if you've never had it before.
0: Thank you so much, Lori, for sharing your stories and insights with us today. Here are some of my key takeaways from this episode. Number one, that corporate sponsorships can bring us credibility, cash flow, and connections. Number two, the biggest reason why businesses don't get sponsors is because they have failed to identify the synergies between what they do and what the potential sponsors do. Number three, as entrepreneurs, we need to be brave, know our worth, and do what it takes to protect ourselves and our property. Number four, we must love ourselves before we can love and serve others. Number five, life isn't just meant to be endured. We should seek moments of happiness doing the things we love with the people we love. To learn more about or connect with Lori, you can connect with her on LinkedIn. You can visit her, website, her business website at qualitymediaconsultants.com or her personal website at lorimans.com. And there's links to each of those sites in the blog post for this episode at monetizationnation.com. Do you want to take your digital monetization to the next level? You can get a free ebook about passion marketing and learn how to become a top priority for your ideal customers at passionmarketing.com. You can also subscribe to Monetization Nation on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, our Facebook group, and your favorite podcast platform. Thanks for joining me for this episode. I wish you success in growing your monetization through great sponsorships. Do you want to become a better digital monetizer? To receive great monetization stories and secrets, please go to monetizationnation.com and join free. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and share it.